And a very good evening to everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to what promises to be yet another wonderful night of knowledge, information, and comradeship. So how wonderful. Uh, I've got lots of people in the room tonight. This is wonderful. We have with us this evening the lovely Hilary Norton. And Hilary organizes events for the Green Spirit and runs a local Green Spirit group in East London. Hilary, good evening. How are you? Hi, fine, thank you. Lovely to be here. Lovely to see you. Thank you so much. Then we have Ian Molan, Mole, beg your pardon, Ian. And he is the coordinator of Green Spirit, and he's over 15 years of experience in working in the eco-spiritual world. Good evening to you too, Ian. Good evening to you, Laurie, and thank you very much for inviting me and a uh, chance to share uh, Green Spirituality. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And last but by no means least, Steve Wollaston. And Steve is an interfaith minister, and he's part of Green Spirit's publication team and author of many books and including some quite good ties and fond memories of that wonderful medium, Glyn Edwards. So, Steve, good evening to you too, sir. Good evening. Um, Honoured to be here, Laurie. No, it's wonderful to see you. And so wonderful people are joining us. Hello, lovely Jan from down in the West Country. Mary, hope you're better now. Janet, Mary again, hi. So, yeah, it's going to be an absolutely wonderful evening. Uh, I will very shortly hand over to each of our presenters to allow them to take their segment of this evening. And that's about it. I need, I need to stop talking. As I said earlier, I can't stop talking. <laughs> Ian, sir, I believe you'll be going first. Is that correct? That's right. So just when you're ready, if you can share my screen. and uh, I, I can you... indeed. So let me work my wonderful magic. Okay, so we're live, yeah? You are live and the screen is all yours, sir. so over to you. Lovely, well thank you very much and thank you everyone and welcome to this presentation of What is Green Spirituality? I'll give uh, this part of the talk an overview, Hilary will talk about the practical side of what we do and Steve will talk about his take on green spirituality and connections with Glenn Edwards and uh, other things. So what is green spirituality? I'm just going to start with a short invocation just to get us into that green spiritual space. Let the rain come and wash away the ancient grudges, the bitter hatreds held and nurtured over generations. Let the rain wash away the memory of the hurt, the neglect. Then let the sun come out and fill the sky with rainbows. Let the warmth of the sun heal us wherever we are broken. Let it burn away the fog so that we can see each other clearly, so that we can see beyond labels, beyond accents, gender or skin colour. Let the warmth and brightness of the sun melt our selfishness so that we can share the joys and feel the sorrows of our neighbours. And let the light of the sun be so strong that we will see all people as our neighbours. Let the earth, nourished by rain, bring forth flowers to surround us with beauty. And let the mountains teach our hearts to reach upward and be inspired. And so be it. So 
So welcome, that short invocation I hope gets us into this green spiritual space of connecting with nature and seeing how it can teach and renew our spirit. And that's a prayer for the world. The first thing to say about green spirituality is that there's no guru, no organization, no teacher, no writing that defines what it is. Green spirituality is our own personal response to nature and uh, our, our spiritual journey. So what I'm presenting is my version or my response, which is equally as valid as anyone here uh, and any person. We're all here to share our journeys, support each other on this spiritual path. No one is in, in a sense ahead of the other. So I want to start off very briefly by saying, what do we mean by spirituality? Because that can mean different things to different people. And very simply, I'm gonna say, suggest that there are two parts of spirituality. There's the unknown or mystery, that which is beyond, that which we can only perhaps some, sometimes see dimly or, or, or sense or can't quite grasp. And so all spiritual traditions and people use different either poems or metaphors or connections in their own way to try and reach out and connect to that mystery. All religions and spiritual traditions have that way of reaching out. But with equal measure, spirituality is about the physical world. It is about the planet. It's about our bodies. It's about trees and wind and rain and rivers. It's everything we can see and touch around us. And I'm going to suggest that good spirituality is when we connect the two in good connection. So we go out into the world of mystery and get imaginations or inspirations or connections, hopefully with compassion and truth and love. And we come back into the physical world and ground those in our day to day journey. So if we spend too much in time in the world of mystery, we can become ungrounded. And if we spend too much time in the physical world, we can lack inspiration and meaning. But when we connect the two and we're journeying between the two and connecting them, our journey, spiritual journey can be full of fulfillment and meaning and purpose and connection and love and compassion. So that's what I suggest we're going to try and do today in the ex explanation of green spirituality. So what is green spirituality? I'm going to suggest at its very basic, a phrase I would use is, we all belong to the living earth. That simple. We all belong, whoever we are, because we're all part of the earth, whether we are Buddhist or Baptist or Jew or Christian or atheist or spiritualist or agnostic or whoever we are, whether white or brown or whatever country we come from, we all belong. We are all part of this amazing planet Earth and this evolutionary journey. Life actually started on the Earth about four billion years ago and divided and multiplied and spread out. And all life comes from one single cell four billion years ago. So it is actually true that we are related to the trees and the flowers and the bees and each other. We are all part of this one web of life. And so that is our connection. It's easy to think of ourselves as separate, but I suggest we are in many ways connected with the web of life and each other, all sharing this amazing evolutionary journey of this earth. And we're here to support and encourage each other on that journey. So how can we do that? Well, um, it's all very easy to get very grounded, but for me, there are kind of stars in the sky that guide me. And here are four stars as examples. There are many others, but we can be guided, for instance, by the star of compassion. That's a very important one for me. The star of truth, the star of wisdom, uh, the star of the cosmic Christ. I'll be coming on to that later. And these all help to guide us. We never reach them, but they help to guide us so that our journey on the earth is meaningful and fulfilling connecting 
Okay, so let's get a little bit more sort of connected with the Earth. How can we connect with it? Well, in the same way, for instance, we might have spirit guides to help us uh, on our spiritual journey and they can, can communicate with us and we can communicate with them. We can also perhaps listen to the Earth. The Earth has its energy. It's, if you like, even spirit or its, uh, yes, and energy. And we can, it can speak to us through people. So for instance, people from the past, we have indigenous uh, traditions that can speak uh, on the Earth's behalf. This is the goddess Bridget from the uh, Irish tradition. And later on, the Catholic tradition took her on as St. Bridget, the goddess of fire, the hearth, uh, spring, fertility, amongst other things. And so indigenous wisdom, which sees the spirit in all things, can speak to us and uh, on behalf of the Earth, the Earth's voice coming through. We could also listen to Hildegard of Bingham, for instance, the Irish Catholic uh, saint who lived in Germany in the Middle Ages. She spoke on behalf of the earth and wrote many songs, amongst other things, speaking of our connection with the earth. And of course, Francis of Assisi uh, spoke on behalf of the earth and his wonder and awe of all living beings. I'm just going to read a short adapted part of his poem, Canticle of the Sun, which is one of many poems uh, and readings uh, that he's written. All praise be yours through all that you have made. And first, my brother sun, who brings the day and light. How beautiful is he, how radiant in all his splendor. All praise be yours through sister moon and stars. In the heavens, you have made them bright and precious and fair. All praise be yours through brothers, wind and air, and fair and stormy, all the weather's moods by which you cherish all that you have made. And the poem goes on to describe other things in nature which he finds awesome and amazing and wonderful and shows the rich beauty and diversity of our earth. So the earth speaks through these people from the past, but there are also people from the present who can speak on the earth's behalf, or if you like, giving that earth's energy we can hear. We have, for instance, and these are just examples, there are many more, Rachel Carson, who wrote the book Silent Spring in the 1960s in the US, talking about the fertilizers and pesticides that killed off the insects and bird life and how everything became silent and the degradation and uh, to the environment and how agriculture needed to change. And some say she was the beginning of the modern environmental movement. We could also listen to David Attenborough. He channels that earth energy in his passion and his love for all the rich diversity of animals and plants and uh, fish and so on. A beautiful articulator of the earth's wisdom and energy. And of course, Greta Thunberg, the Irish girl, sorry, the Swedish girl who articulates so clearly the need, uh, our need to respond to climate change and species destruction. And she's been such a beautiful voice on behalf of the earth. And so these are many more. It's like the Earth's energy speaking to us, which we can listen to and feel inspired to take care of the planet and make it sustainable and beautiful and a wonderful place to live. The other voice or energy I want to just briefly talk about is the cosmic Christ. Because, for instance, I have a Christian background. Uh, I've, I've broadened now into my version of green spirituality. But there is this book, for instance, The Coming of the Cosmic Christ by Matthew Fox. And this is the Christ in all things, the Christ energy in the tree, in the bird, in the flower, in each of us, in the planet Earth and in all life forms. Now, my 
again, it's just a personal response, but my view of this or experience of this cosmic Christ is like a golden white ball of energy. And when I'm in that presence, there's love and compassion and acceptance. And I feel no need to strive or achieve or do anything. I am accepted. And I see this Christ energy in all things. And for me, that's in the earth. That's part of the energy of the earth. That's just my pathway, if you like, to try and reach that mystery of this earth energy. So there, these metaphors or ideas or inspirations may be helpful to you, but you may have others, of course, that helps you to connect with the earth and feel its energy uh, uh, from that. So I'm going to give three just examples of my sort of con uh, connection uh, to earth spirituality. And the first one is connection to nature. When I go into this forest, for instance, there's uh, something that's growing. People talk about forest bathing, and it makes perfect sense to me. When I go into this beautiful forest, uh, I can feel relaxed and my energy can flow more easily, stresses drain away, and I can feel just part of this beautiful ecosystem. Of course, for thousands of years, we as humans lived in forests and out in uh, nature, not in houses and so on, so that we would, oh, that's probably evolutionary what we weren't normally connected with. So it's bringing back that part of us which we probably need to express. But more than this, we could see that modern agriculture is producing these monocultures, uh, let's say vast uh, fields of wheat or barley or whatever, and all of the use of pesticides and insecticides to make that happen. And we need new ways of uh, agriculture, new ways of connecting with uh, nature. And so there's a chap called Bill Mollison in the 1970s in Australia who saw all this degradation of the uh, environment. And he wondered what he could do about it. And so he went out and observed in nature, in forests and other things, and he saw that nature was sustainable. It sustained its own energy. And in each ecosystem, in the forest, for instance, the trees would have its place, its function, its part. The birds would have their part in the ecosystem. The ferns and the grasses would have their part. And they would each contribute to make this a sustainable ecosystem. And so he then realized that with uh, the idea of permaculture, which he and others then developed, to work with nature, not to try and control and dominate it, to work alongside plants, to companion a plant with plants that support each other, or work with a diversity of plants so that the ecosystems are sustainable. And actually, when you do that, you can actually produce more food, and it's more healthy, and it's more tasty, uh, and it has to travel less far, and so on. It's just like win, 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 win. So. Working with nature, for example, with things like permaculture is the way that we can become more healthy and uh, actually increase the amount of food that's produced. Another wonderful area, way that we connect with, uh, I connect with nature is healing. We live, uh, I live in this house uh, with this computer screen and, uh, and all the modern gadgets. But of course, for thousands of years, we were out in nature. And for me, nature can be healing on so many levels. Uh, there's this naturalness, obviously, about it. When I was uh, in our Green Spirit group, we go, we've been many years to a place in North Wales called Kaimabon, beautiful place with eco-structures and a stream and an oak forest and uh, uh, a lake and so on. And when I was there one day, I, I walked away from the group and I walked into the oak forest with the ferns on the ground and I lay down in the ferns. And just for a moment, I kind of let go of all my thoughts and attachments and desires and wishes. And it was like I kind of melted into the bracken, into the forest. 
And for a time, I felt my soul, my spirit, part of this beautiful oak forest. And I felt relaxed, no need to do anything. My sense of being was just there. It was held. And I was this beautifully connected with this organic system. I felt accepted. I felt I belonged. And then after that experience, I got up and went back to the group and could feel that sense of peace and belonging, which uh, helped me with my journey with others. And my third one is belonging. Uh, green spirituality gives me this sense of feeling at home, which is so beautiful and so important. Here's this uh, Celtic roundhouse we go to, or been to many years, and in the evenings we'll sit around this campfire and everyone's always welcome because everyone is part of the earth, so whoever you are, you are always welcome. Uh, and we'll sing songs and chant and tell jokes and dance and uh, share stories and so on. Uh, and that's gives me and others a great sense of feeling at home and belonging. But just before we get too much of a sense of what's in it for me, which is important, green spirituality, which all spiritual traditions show, is about contribution as well, unconditional love, altruism. What can I do for other people and the planet? And green spirituality for me gives that beautiful way of hopefully contributing, I hope in some way skillfully, to the planet because I can understand about sustainability, I can understand about the need to be in relationship with the earth and support the planet and all living beings and of course that includes us humans as well, social, social justice is just as important. So I have an inspiration and a pathway to contribute to make the world, I hope, a better place. So let me end where I uh, started and that's to say that for me green spirituality is at its essence that we all belong to this beautiful living earth and that's i suggest is not just a nice idea because some of the challenges we face like climate change and species destruction have to be addressed by all countries no one country can go it alone as humanity we have to come together across the globe we all have to uh, realize that we all belong to the earth and this idea, this phrase, I hope, can be a part of the solution, an inspiration for us to come together. So whether we are Buddhist or Baptist or Jew or spiritualist or atheist or agnostic, pardon me, whether we are white or brown or uh, uh, black or whatever colour we are, whoever we are, I feel green spirituality can inspire us to come together to make the world ever more beautiful, compassionate, inspirational, dynamic, exciting, creative, wonderful, and loving place to be. And let me just end there with an Apache blessing. This comes from the Native American tradition. May the sun bring you new energy by day. May the moon softly restore you by night. May the rain wash away your worries. May the breeze blow new strength into your being. May you walk gently through the world and know its beauty all the days of your life. Thank you. Ian, absolutely lovely. Thank you so much. Quite a lot there. I really, I was out there going, <laughs> so absolutely wonderful. I believe next we are going to Hillary. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. Absolutely wonderful. Good evening to you, Hilary. And Hello. I hand over to you now for your segment of the evening. Thank you, okay. my dear. Thank you. So, um, 
Green Spirit is a national organisation and we've got members all over the UK. Um, but we do have local groups as well. There aren't ever such a lot of local groups, but um, it would be great to hear of more forming. But there are a few. Ours is one of several. Most of the groups celebrate the turning of this lovely earth through the seasons. Summer and winter solstices and equinoxes in the spring and the autumn. And then we often celebrate the Celtic festivals, like in bulk in February, at the beginning of the spring, um, the harvest in the middle of the summer and the, the autumn, and um, Samhain. We celebrate the ancestors at Samhain. Some groups are a little bit different. Some groups meet to watch a video or to um, read a book and discuss it. And other groups have a slightly different flavour, um, something like um, Celtic uh, spirituality or shamanistic um, practices, Unitarian and uh, pagan. And, but um, they've all got a, a, an individual and unique flavour. And here in this slide, you can see um, people from in the top um, left, uh, we were doing flower arranging for the spring equinox um, on, this, on this particular occasion, but we were doing it in a meditative way without speaking. And um, it was a very nice way to have a devotional time together. As you can see, there are winter solstice celebrations, storytelling and Samhain celebrations. So some of the rituals that we might do would be something like lighting candles um, to honor um somebody in prayer or tying ribbons onto a branch uh, or a tree as we make intentions and we do tend to write our own rituals we usually um honor the directions in our in our rituals and um i'm just going to read a couple of items from one of our from the ritual that we'll be doing in in a few weeks time for Samhain um, we honoring the directions means that we are valuing the elements and the other than human um, creatures that are in different in the different directions so for instance um, if we're facing the north we would give thanks for the earth the ground of our being Dormancy sets in as root energy stirs and seeds in the dark earth wait. We thank the earth for our food, medicines and shelter at winter's onset. May we understand the need for transformation. And if we're facing the east, we would give thanks for the air, the breath that gives us life. A storm broods, winter blows in on an east wind and autumn leaves return earthwards. It's time to gather indoors for music and storytelling. May we fly and soar with spirit. And then we'd face south to honour fire, west to honour water, and the centre to honour spirit. 
And of course, it, at Salwain, we will be um, asking teachers and spirits of our ancestors to be with us and to guide us, to watch over us and protect us. Um, we'll probably do a little bit of uh, divination as well. And um, so that was, that's Salwain. We blend devotional activities with some creative ones as well, sometimes some artwork or, or some craft. And we often get lots of people for the solstices and Samhain is popular as well, and um, the equinoxes. And uh, we have a bonfire as often as we can in the garden. Um, I'm in East London, which is the city. So, you know, we haven't got lovely park, a lovely um wild areas to go to but we have got the parks and we've got the garden with a fire so that's really nice um in east london we've actually got a silver tent group as well which is for women over 50 and uh, it's a bit like a red tent group you've probably heard of those and uh, we meet to um to consider our spiritual journey and to Consider how we can support the younger people in our lives on their spiritual journeys. Other things that we do is join in with um, peace and prayer initiatives. So, for instance, whenever there's a, a moment of mass mindfulness or International Peace Day, we'll join in with that. And some of us meet regularly for meditation. Um, if we're doing craft work, we might make something like prayer sticks as part of our devotional activity or a god's eye or something like um, blend some incense with different um, fragrances from that part that that particular season we always have a section where people can bring their own contribution to a ritual so that's lovely because often we have um, poetry or prose but also somebody might bring a recipe or somebody might bring some information about a particular herb that is um, appropriate for that time of year. Um, somebody else might uh, sing us a song and um, we might do drumming and things like that as well. Um, many of us are involved in speaking up for the planet in one way or another. Um, speaking up for the planet, for ourselves and all of our neighbours, human and non-human. So some folks are part of transition towns in various parts of the country. Some people are part of Extinction Rebellion. Um, and obviously, most of us go to climate change marches and write letters and postcards and things like that about climate change. Um, so we'll do as much as we can. Um, and being spiritual activists for us means showing the way, really, because our leaders aren't very good at, at knowing what direction we should be going in with regards to climate change. So we really need to be the way showers. So we try and live as ethically and as simply as we can in our buying and, um, and our consumption. Some of us go to the national events as well. So as uh, Greensboro is a national movement and we have 
events. We have at least three events a year when we don't have COVID. And um, we usually have a walking break in the spring, which is a retreat. Uh, it's like pilgrimage. And we, we get, we're away for three or four days and we walk on the earth. And sometimes we've got a theme. There have been times when we've walked with St. Francis. Another time we've walked um, and had somebody tell us about the unfolding universe from the Big Bang to, to now. And we've walked 13.8 kilometers and had the story told to us as we're walking. But we always walk with reverence and um, we share devotional readings and things as we when we stop, um, which is lovely. And um, then we've, as Ian has mentioned, we've got we have a wild week. We call it the wild week. It's a sort of retreat in Snowdonia in the summer. And um, the place itself is so incredibly elemental. There's a lake at the bottom of the hill and there's a tumbling stream and we sometimes have sunshine and uh, we always have rain and there's a hot tub and it, it's it's wonderfully elemental and so we can commune with the elements and um, with each other we live in community for for the week um, so that that's a very rich time and there's quite often a theme for that um, so once we had a council of all beings theme. Another time we had um, honouring the feminine theme, uh, the feminine goddess, so um, different themes. And our annual gathering is, in, is a conference in the autumn, uh, which we usually invite a speaker and um, whatever the theme is, we try and fit in devotional activities that, that suit that and creative activities that suit the, the theme. So for instance, we've, we've had a theme of permaculture, we've had a theme of spiritual activism, we've had the theme of um, celebrating in music, um, um, and my mind's gone blank, all sorts of uh, lovely themes, but we always do some artwork that's related to that. So that um, on, the, on the top left there is a sort of mandala picture that we did. You seem um, one of <laughs> sorry, yeah, Hillary. You froze. Yes, it's all right, my darling. You had frozen there, but just as I came in, you unfroze. So I shall take myself out again. <laughs> okay. Um. So, uh, just you know, at the at the moment, we are confined to quarters. We we haven't had any of our meetings this year. We are planning some for next year. Um. Some some actually meeting up with with people meetings, but that's all in the balance. Meanwhile, Zoom has been great because um, I suddenly realized in the spring that we could probably do a spring equinox celebration over Zoom, as long as people bring things to share. And it worked brilliantly. So since then, we've we've had every one of our celebrations we've been doing on Zoom and um, a few other meetings as well. So we've had some, some meetings about green spirituality, um, Ian's topic. We've had a, a series of meetings called Wisdom Keepers about um, uh, various topics like um, 
balancing masculine and feminine within ourselves and reimagining the future and re-enchanting the world and spiritual practice and so on. We've had talks about green health and we've had um, some active hope sessions um, based on the work of Joanna Macy. Um, yeah, so that's, that's so that's it's been great actually since Zoom, and I think we'll probably into the new year do if we can meet physically, that will be wonderful. But I think we'll carry on doing Zoom meetings. But as you can see, um, it's it's um, it's really great. I found this as my spiritual home, and um, it would be lovely to have visitors come and join us. So that's me done, Laurie. Yes, all right, Ian. Thank you. <laughs> they have absolutely wonderful. Apologies there, Hilary. I'd left myself on mute because I had a coughing fit. Anyway, thank you so much for your presentation. Very interesting. I do love the slide that's currently on show here because my eagle eye has spotted the lovely Ashley Oliver. <laughs> and there's also a gentleman who's asked a question, which we'll come to later, Richard Adams. And looking at his profile picture, I believe he was one of the standard bearers in one of your marches. Oh, no, yes, indeed. Good on you for getting out there. Good on you. Do you know what? I applaud anybody, everybody that stands up for what they believe is right and not just sit there and go. So, yeah, good on you. Thank you. It takes no genius. <laughs> to work out that wonderful Stephen will be our next speaker. So uh, Stephen, we shall come over to you now. Thank you again, Hilary. I shall just put you into the green room. That's How a pleasure. Apt? How apt. <laughs> Stephen, good evening, sir. Hi. I shall hand over to you. And as you are the bad boy of the group tonight and you don't have a PowerPoint presentation, tut tut. <laughs> exactly. But, um, we should mention that I've left you some some quotes by Glyn which can be shared later. Indeed. So, yes. yes. Stephen has put some quotes together. Uh, the reason behind them will become very clear during his presentation now. I will attach these in a PDF form to the library version of tonight's broadcast. I can't do it while we're live, but once we have finished and the library edition of tonight's broadcast is there, also the PDF version of what Ian has gifted to us tonight. So Ian, sir, without further ado, hand over to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, yes, um, to, to um, build perhaps a little bit on what Ian and Hillary have also said. For a lot of us, it seems in Green Spirit, it's been a, it's been a homecoming for a lot of us. We've we've all um, looked at various traditions and 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 somehow felt something lacking. And and yet the community in Green Spirit seems to have hit the spot for us. You know, might not be for everybody, but that that's that's the way of spirituality anyway. Um, and for me, you know, I came to it um, from different from different background as we all do. I think Hillary or Ian mentioned Green Spirit has a council um, which meets up regularly, which is made up of volunteers, and um, and everybody sees that as part of their service towards that community because of 
their passions about green wisdom in whatever way that they personally interpret it. Uh, for me, you know, I come um, with a background as a writer, editor, and a, and a designer, and I'm very happy to offer offer my skills to help uh, promote green spirits um, in whatever way I can through those sorts of abilities. And for me, I also see that as part of my spiritual practice, as well as I also, you know, we talked about activism, but also activism is about, you know, doing those kinds of things as well. I always think of the, the feminist movement, you know, pamphleteering, you know, and writing articles was a part of that activism, raising awareness of, of women's status, just as much as Green Spirit is about raising awareness of green issues. And um, we, so we promote books which are um, done, all done, uh, except for one which was taken on by a publisher but most of our publications uh, and things we do are, are um, there's ebook versions which are free for members of Green Spirit, or they're all done at cost price if you're not. So um, for, for, for very little sort of layouts, um, there's a whole series of books on green spirituality that has been done, um, not just by me, but by a whole team of working together and. Um, uh, producing some good material, uh, which we're all very proud of, of course, and um, that's always ongoing. Coming, obviously, you know, some some may be aware, but I also have strong associations with with, uh, with, with who was who was for twenty six years a best friend of mine, which was Glenn Edwards, who was a very famous spiritualist medium. So I, it seemed like as we were talking about green spirituality, and it's a well, here we are at Paul Spiritualist Church. So I thought I'd mention just a bit about him as well. Once, once again, rather like Paul Church, he was very progressive. Uh, if you don't know of him, he was 40, over 40 years, uh, um, worked as publicly as a medium throughout the world um, he, and run many successful courses and was a popular tutor at the Alpha Findlay College. So um, with, with Glenn, in a way, um, he, I always noticed he had a strong nature-based spirituality as well. He always liked places like the Lake District in in Cumbria or or sort of Kent and uh, and Devon in the south of England. Um, he found these sorts of places, replenished him in a way, and and he often had teachings which would be about recognizing our interconnectedness, which also Ian spoke about. Um, it wasn't about, you know, just the, the spirit world is just human-centered, it is in everything. So Christians, rather like Ian mentioned, is to do with cosmic Christ. With, with Ian, he would talk about the, the spirit in all. You know, we are not separate, you know, and the spirit world isn't somewhere else. It's here now communicating with us, and it has always been there. You know, so I noticed um, Paul Church has it's sort of eight principles um, up, and one of those being the continuous existence of the soul. Well, also that, that continuous existence is to do with creativity, being there from the Big Bang leading up to now is still happening and still going on into the future. And this to, my, to, to Glyn was very much a part of his life. He often talked about creativity, 
how that's interrelated with with nature as a creative force he even talked about more the divine feminine towards the end of his life he changed some of his teachings like any good teacher who's her personally sort of progressing all the time he would reassess things and 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 be more relevant to to what teachings were about today so to give an example i brought some things along um just to show how you know if you're a spiritualist and wondering all oh, this green stuff all sounds a bit crazy to me i'm not sure um you know there was glenn and here no problem integrating that and seeing that as part of his spirituality in fact he was even a member of green spirit for the last year of his earth life um so this is a passage from a very sort of popular book of his which i compiled put together for him called uh, the potential mediumship like most people i have often found myself attracted to the natural world and its beauty but as I pursued the development of my mediumship, I began to notice differences in the way a tree, bush, or flower in the countryside or a town park affected me to such a degree that when I looked at it and reflected upon it, I found myself becoming still and aware of states of being that are hard to express in words. Through this stillness and awareness, I noticed my outer perceptions changed I would become completely enraptured by what I was contemplating. Somehow I knew that here within a living expression of nature was God's presence. I don't know how I knew this, but I felt as though I, I had always known it somehow. As I developed my mediumship and traveled more extensively in the UK and abroad, I began to notice how nature affected me in different ways and started to realize its importance. I began to appreciate the sacredness of all life much more than before and found this sacred presence in all things and species. This also included a deeper appreciation of things our human species has created uh, because of the creative mind that had produced them. In the course of my development, I have come to realize how our individual spirit, nature, the spirit world and God are continuously creating and how by participating with this activity we become co-creators with the creative powers of all life um, and and that particularly that idea of co-creativity is very strong in green spirit as well you know it with it's not just you know we're, we're doing something separate we are actually taking part of a much more like a cosmic creativity which has brought us here, you know, Mother Earth herself has given us birth, we owe her very existence to, to, um, to the Earth, and obviously Earth has been birthed by the, by the cosmos itself, and, is and this is continuing to today. Um, and it was, it's, it was interesting, he also, to, to, to share one fond memory of Glyn, I found I always he always made me smile when when you know we would visit people's houses and they had pets and he would always kind of just light up enthusiastically the minute he saw a cat or a dog i would talk to them um you know quite enthusiastically and happily it always kind of seemed to brighten him in some way and, and pets just naturally obviously loved him for that because they like being made a fuss of of course 
So there's some things, as I say, I thought I would mention them because of the connections Lynn had. Um, so there's a difference, as I say, between um, he did start to see more of God as the divine feminine, talked more about the creative energy of, of, of the feminine and, um, and its compassionate nature. Um, the idea of, of rather like, um, you know, to, to see it in Christian terms, there's the cosmic Christ. Glenn was, um, he did read a lot of the Christian mystics. He was a, a Benedictine monk himself, but he also was very drawn to a lot of Buddhist and, and yogic wisdom. Um, particularly in yoga, there's the idea of the Atman, which is present, which is present in all. It's the divine spark within everybody. Um, interestingly, what's known as the Pranam, which you see many Hindus do, which is which he which he always used to talk about when I first met him and thought was a wonderful way to greet people because it's recognizing the God that is within you. I bow to the spirit that is within you. So that's connecting up with this cosmic Christ, this God in all. And and if there is this understanding, it's it's no longer this old sort of ridiculous sort of later horrible doctrine which crept into kind of um, so, some forms, not all luckily, forms of Christianity about original sin, it's about original goodness. And there's a lot of um, Christians within green spirits who, who are very much aware of, the, of this difference and, and have traced back through people like St Francis, Hildegard of Bingham, the, the kind of more nature greener mystics that there have been who who are more about the positive divine in all um, this idea of original goodness Matthew Fox a writer which has influenced contemporary writer who has influenced a lot of thinking in green spirit also wrote a very popular book back in the I think it was the late 80s called original blessing which had a huge impact on a lot of um, Christians' lives in America and in England, at St. James's Piccadilly and so on, from which Green Spirits actually grew, interestingly enough. Um, Glynn uh, had all Matthew Fox's books. He was an avid reader, was always interested in what people had to say, which was relevant now, what people, uh, you know, any progressive thinkers, he wanted to know about them, and he was passionate and um, in some ways, I used to hear people say, oh, if only he would just be happy with the knowledge he has. And you think, well, no, what makes Glynn so dynamic and so unique is the fact that he is, he's going beyond set perimeters. He's, he's looking at an interconnectedness. Um, you know, it's not about, you know, oh, I'm a spiritualist and you're something else and, and never the two of us should meet. Um, it, you know, that, that wasn't his thinking at all. If people sort of said to him, you know, oh, I'm just interested in pure spiritualism, he would challenge them and say, well, I don't know what that actually means. What is pure spiritualism? And when you think about it, he was right. You know, uh, you know, spiritualism, if you think about it, if you take it deep enough, you're back to seeing that the spirit is with us all the time. It's connected with everybody, connected with everyone, in everything, in our daily interactions with others and so on. Um, so, you know, quite, he was quite a profound teacher uh, for many people. You know, I'm not just saying this because I knew him as a good friend. 
and um, went on went on holidays with him every year. Um, what more can I say? I think I covered it really. There was so um, I mentioned Glyn about Buddhism as well. He took a deep interest in, and um, in particular as well, you've got the the idea of a Buddha nature, which is within everything and everybody as well. So that's another connection um, which we find. I liked, I was listening to Simon James talking to Laurie um, on one of your chats and I noticed um, Laurie saying mediumship is one aspect of our wonderful spiritualism family and I find that very encouraging because it makes that that fits with Glyn because it's just yes there's mediumship but there's also this vast vastness of uh, spirituality which we should also be considering otherwise it's an us and them situation i've got it right you've got it wrong and uh, that's not as we know anybody who's looked at take you know looked at spirituality or taken a much more mature approach as a lot of us green spirit people have done as i say we we've kind of been around the block a bit and got fed up with dogmas and so on and we just you know and our committee is made up of people from vast areas of different backgrounds we have you know uh, druids and you know spiritualists and we, we even have a catholic nun who's who was on committee with us on the publications team for a long time and um and there's me with more of a yogic kind of background and so on so and i find that very refreshing i find that encouraging um it was strangely enough because of prejudice some have against mediums and spiritualism it was one of the first things i asked when i approached green spirit what are your views about spiritualists because i wanted to know because i know if you're if they really if they really are all encompassing it shouldn't be an issue and it's all well if they've got a earth-based spirituality kind of perspective we're only welcome to meet them bring them along you know and he did once go along to one or two of the events that um hillary did and um, there was a a green spirit kind of ceremony at St. James's as well, uh, which he loved, you know. Um, so there you go. That's me um, and work with Glenn. Um, I've, the book, some quotes I've left are from this book um, with Laurie to share because um, I put the book together for the 80th, sorry, 70th, what would have been his 70th Earth year. And there's lots, as you notice, I've and lots of earth-centered quotes by Glyn, which I just kind of picked out. There's more than I even found to share. But, um, and uh, so I said to Laurie, well, you know, they're just some of the things you've said, and uh, you're quite welcome to read them and be inspired by them, hopefully. So, so that's me. Thank you for having me, and I hope you've enjoyed um, the talk. Lovely. Thank you very much, Stephen. And I'll just bring back our other two guests. And I'll put the lady first. There we go. That's fine. <laughs> I've done my gentlemanly thing for the day. There we go. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Thank you, all three of you. Thoroughly, thoroughly engrossed. A lot of comments coming in. Somebody is even private messaging me going, yeah, about things. So how nice is that? Ian, sir, absolutely beautiful. Thank you very much. Um, I neglected to ask, you are actually a celibate, are you not? An interfaith? Um, I, I am, yes, and it goes so well hand in hand with Green Spirit because 
green, our version of green spirituality, probably a bit different from traditional paganism. We're very universalist, as Steve uh, expressed. We draw from all sources. So when I'm an interfaith minister, where I do funerals, weddings, and baby blessings, I am saying I'm welcoming people of all faiths and none. It's that divine spark in everyone that I honor, and people express it in different ways. So green spirituality and being an interfaith minister uh, dovetails so beautifully together. Uh, as I know, uh, that's true for other people as well. Indeed. Hilary, thank you so much. Uh, I was invited to take part in, I'm going to get this wrong and get shouted at in a minute, the Equinox celebration from a Druid group. And do you know what? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was such a wonderful event. That was a, a Zoom meeting online. And yeah, it was great. So yeah, I could relate to a lot. I did love one of your photos there. You were showing a uh, gathering in the, I believe it was for the summer gathering in the garden. Mm -hmm. and very evident were a couple of bottles of wine in the forefront. So yeah, yeah I'm definitely on board. <laughs> Stephen, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Uh, I didn't know Glyn that well. I had seen Glyn demonstrate once as we were talked before. Very interesting, isn't it? Do you know what? Everybody listening now online, before we went live, we were all talk. Well, I was talking, everybody had to listen to me. <laughs> but isn't it interesting? Because I was saying about the Lake District and Cumbria and had no idea of that connection because I get yes. exactly the same feel. I go up there and just go, oh, yes. I'm home. He lived in Southport, so it was just a matter of through the Mersey is it the Mersey Tunnel? And you're there in no time, aren't you? I think. I have no idea. Yeah. Last <laughs> time <I think so. laughs> well, I saw the Mersey Tunnel, I'd had a few too many beers and I woke up with a bright light <laughs> and a hand leaning towards me. I think I've woken up with a drag act, a boodle, but never mind. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. I know people have been thoroughly enjoying this on the site. We do have a couple of questions. Do, right, there we go. Lovely Sue Townsend. Is there a green spirit group in Dorset? Oh, um, shall I respond to that? Uh, Ashley, Whoever, yeah. Yep, Ashley Oliver of the uh, Weymouth uh, spiritualist, spiritualist is thinking of starting a group. Uh, you know, this takes time because it, it takes quite a bit of energy, but do contact um, uh, Ashley. But if, you know, sometimes people want to do their own group, and I'm afraid there's no other group in Dorset, but we're always willing to help and support. And you can make your group your own, because sometimes people go to another uh, Green Spirit group and say, well, it's not quite what I want. And you could do meditations, or it could be book reviews, or it could be uh, walks in nature, all sorts of things. So we're here to encourage you, but there, there is a stirring of one at the moment. Uh, yeah, I would imagine that's one of the uh, challenges you're going to have setting up a green spirit group because because it's so eclectic and so many varied tastes and interests uh people we do we're human we're all guilty of it we do oh that's great as long as you do so and so uh, absolutely. uh and then you start getting a little bit mm. hillary, okay. um, yes sir hillary isn't there some material on the website that can give people ideas of starting a group yeah, I was just going to say, we've got a Green Spirit website and we've got um, information pages about what's happening in the local groups and also a couple of pages of suggestions for things that you can do in your local groups. And there's a page of things that you can do online if you're online. So 
and I all the rituals that we've done we've put the PowerPoints and the meditations onto the website so you know anybody that needs a little bit of a kickstart can use something that's already been designed there's also that little book that Debbie put together with some songs and hymns and things isn't there Yes. If you remember, you can download that for free. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. I've just put the link in the comments box there, greenspirit.org.uk, correct? Yeah. So yeah. the link is there, everybody, for you to copy and paste. Uh, Mr. Adams here, your standard bearer, is <laughs> asking, are there any speakers booked for your annual conference? Hillary. This year, we are doing the annual conference. Usually, we meet in a lovely conference centre somewhere and we're, we spend the whole weekend. Today, we're doing it on a Saturday. We've booked a speaker for an hour and a half. And then we're going to have a World Cafe, which is an opportunity to get into groups to discuss some of these issues um, about climate change and systems and so on. And then we're going to have our AGM. And the speaker that's booked this year is Stefan Harding, who is a scientist who's a teacher at the Schumacher College, a, a deep ecologist. And we've had him once before years ago, and he talked really powerfully about climate change. So um, we're looking forward to hearing him again in November. But that will be on the Green Spirit website as well, all the details. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much, Hilary. It's so um, comforting to hear because I forget the title again. Was it Professor coming to speak, your speaker? Yeah, yeah. St Stefan Harding. Dr. You know, Harding. yeah, it's so encouraging when you're starting to hear people who are eminent in their field. You know, I'm not being detrimental. If we go back to the beginning of um, the like the Gaia theory and that time, that era going on, you know, if you didn't own a pair of tie-dyed shorts and drove a Volkswagen camper, you weren't in the group. And it was as simple as that. But now it is every walk of life and everybody is going, do you know what? We've got to do something. We've got to stop talking. Yeah, we've got to get out there and actually do things. So, yeah, how well done. Well done to you. Thank you. Uh, question from America. There we go. That was Joan. She was just asking for a link from Stephen there for the book that you uh, spoke about for Glenn that you produce. So if you could just drop us a link in the comment yeah, okay. section, that would be okay. wonderful. Uh, but yeah. she also... Just has a statement there because it touched on a vein. We were talking with Ian when he was talking about the cosmic Christ and the integration of all the faiths. And Joan here is uh, a fairly new to the spiritualist movement, uh, but she really has got engrossed and involved with the online works and activities. And yeah, and she's finding that uh, the spiritualist philosophies and understandings are underpinning and actually broadening her Catholic uh, beliefs and upbringing. So, yeah, with an open mind, we can all learn. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there are the six titles with Lynn's name on, but I'll, what shall I do? Send them to your email and you can post them up or something, some links? 
Yeah, yeah. If you could do that, if you do the titles, I'll I'll source the uh, suppliers and I'll put them up on links. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe just the link to Glyn's website, which has them. But also, one of the books I did for Green the Green Spirit book series was, um, what's he called? Um, Rivers of Green Wisdom, which actually looks at um, yoga and Christian uh, teachings. It's only a small book and. As I say, it probably costs about two or three pounds because we did it on a cost price, one pound for the ebook, um, or three free if you're a member. Um, and that looks at Christianity and yogic green teachings as well. So it's a little bit autobiographical because I wanted to make it a slightly different flavor to other books I'd done. So I do kind of mention a bit of my own journey in it, but as it goes on, it kind of gets more into the the good stuff in a way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, uh, a lot of very positive comments there from people watching tonight. But yeah, going back to a little vein I touched on there, the Gaia theory, I've always been a very, it was one of these, things, when I first came across it, I was at that stage of my life and I'm going, oh yeah, how, yeah, all right, put it to one side. But it stuck and it remained. And then with my spiritual development, and very similar, actually, to Stephen's recount with Glynn, that it broadens and broadens. And, yeah, the Earth is a living organism, and we are all part and parcel of that. And as we're seeing now, you know, I uh, say without hesitation, before this happened, this time that we're in now, there was a big preponderancy that man was the master of everything and strode across the earth with great disdain. And yet here we are, everybody brought to their knees by the tiniest living thing that you could ever imagine. Uh, and do you know what? To me, that is one huge lesson. It's not an inconvenience. It's a lesson. And if we don't learn from this lesson, we will continue to have lessons. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> agree with that. It's uh, yes. yeah, can't say anymore. Thank you. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's it's a worry. You know, it's it's come out of those who have looked into how this has come about. It's because we have been in too too sort of uncaring and. Uh, you know, cutting down, you know, forests and, and having close contact with with species we wouldn't normally be have been in contact with, which is causing these things. So it's about having some sensibilities, isn't it? And, and respecting nature instead of seeing it as a commodity, which is another big teaching within green spirits. Mm. Anyway, sorry, I bring the mood down. Let's bring the mood back up again absolutely wonderful evening thank you thank you thank you so much if ever i can assist on the technical side by hosting either on zoom or Streamyard any of your events going forward please just shout it'd be a great honor to this has worked so well tonight i'm really pleased with the layout ever so impressed by all the work that you've put in uh, to bring your presentations together for everybody tonight uh, thank you all for joining us tonight. Everybody has been watching and everybody that will watch on Catch Up or our YouTube channel. Just a few quick notices on behalf of the church side here. Tomorrow at three o'clock, live in church and live to view only online, we have Alan Jeff Potts. 
Monday night at 7 a.m. 7 p.m. <laughs> p.m. We have uh, an online meditation. Wednesday, 3 p.m. We have another service, and that is again live here in church and live to view only online. And that is with the lovely Anne Mason joining us. And then next Saturday, we have Jack Eckhart Lungland, who runs a spiritual development group and um, college in Denmark. So he'll be sharing his journey with us on the spiritualism and its practice in Denmark, which will be very interesting because that ties in nicely. In a couple of weeks' time, we have Marion Damper-Jeans, who is a very well-known Danish uh, medium, works an awful lot in the Baltic countries and Iceland and places, and she'll be sharing her journey with us as well. So, Hilary, Stephen, Ian, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Do you know what? I have really, I, these Saturday nights are just amazing. They really are, you know, that we can bring all these wonderful people, these different understandings, uh, but we're all saying the same thing. You know, how many times... Nobody's going to put this stuff in a big stone wall and set it down in front of us to read what to do. We're just being given all this information to learn from and grow from as well. So, yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for inviting us. It's been an honour and delight to hear, you, you know, your, your, yourself and the others, the questions. So thank you. Brilliant. Yes, thank you very much. Yes, thank you for, for your, your making the whole evening run smoothly. And uh, you know, and I, I trust everybody out there has has found something they can take away uh, to to ponder, and uh, hopefully we've inspired them. Um, but oh, I do have one very quick question. I neglected Hillary. You mentioned the silver tent. I got that. That's fine. Uh, but you did mention the red tent uh, as a complete and utter novice. What's the red tent? Um, if you look at if you if you Google it, you'll find out. But there are red tent groups for women all over the world, and they are um, for women to to um, work together for on their own development, spiritual development. And um, the silver tent is a, a is just for older women, for the wiser ones. <laughs> I like them. <laughs> <laughs> For the wiser <laughs> ladies. Yeah. <laughs> As you can see by the comments, everybody has thoroughly enjoyed this. So once more, greatly indebted to you. Thank you. Have a blessed and peaceful evening. Thank you. Thank you.